right, good morning everyone. Welcome to our Tuesday, January 12th, 2016 Plans and Programs meeting of the San Francisco Transportation Authority. Uh, I am the Chair, Commissioner Tang, and uh, to my right we have uh, Vice Chair Commissioner Norman Yi, and we would like to welcome today our new Commissioner, Aaron Peskin. And uh, with that we have our Clerk, Steve Samos, and with SFGovTV, I'd like to thank Jennifer Lowe and Charles Krimenak. Uh, if, now if we can go to roll call, please. Item one, roll call, Commissioner Breed. Breed absent, Commissioner Farrell. Farrell absent, Commissioner Peskin. Present. Peskin present, Commissioner Tang. Present. Tang present, Commissioner Yee. Present. Yee present, we have quorum. Thank you, uh, item two please. Item two, Citizens Advisory Committee report. This is an information item. Thank you, we have Maria Lombardo here today. Good morning. This will be very short. Because of the year-end holidays, the Citizens Advisory Committee did not meet in December, so there'll be no report today, but they will be uh, back here next month to report. All right, thank you. Okay, with that, uh, any public comment on item two? Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. Item three, please. Item three, approve the minutes of the December 8, 2015 meeting. This is an action item. Okay, seeing no questions or comments on the minutes, uh, public comment on item three. Seeing none, public comment is closed. And uh, item three, minutes are adopted. Or do actually, let's do roll call, sorry. Uh, <laughs> item three, Commissioner. Madam, Madam Chair, should I oh, yes. abstain from this because I was not at the December 8th meeting? We, we do need three people, is that right? That's correct. I'm happy to vote for it. But... Okay. I believe we may have the minutes here. Should we uh, just maybe I'll pass them along and I, I reviewed we them. Can... Oh, you reviewed them, okay. All right, so since we do need three votes, then we'll ask if, uh, no, if there are no issues, then if we can go to roll call vote on that. Sure. On item three, Commissioner Breed. Breed absent. Commissioner Farrell. Farrell absent. Commissioner Peskin. Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Commissioner Yee. Aye. Yee, aye. The minutes are approved. All right, thank you. Um, item four, please. Item four, recommend appointment of two members to the Geary Corridor Bus Rapid Transit Citizens Advisory Committee. This is an action item. Thank you. We have Mike Pickford here. Good morning. Uh, the Geary Bus Rapid Transit Project seeks to implement bus travel time, reliability, and pedestrian improvements along the Geary Corridor. The project is in the environmental review phase. A public comment period on the draft EIS-EIR was held in October and November, and responses to comments are being prepared now. The final EIS-EIR is planned for release in spring 2016. The Geary BRT project has a dedicated 13-member Citizens Advisory Committee that meets bi-monthly to provide project input. The CAC structure is shown in the memo, but it includes both neighborhood-based and at-large seats, with each member serving a two-year term. Current members are shown in the memo and attachment one. There are two vacancies for the committee to address today for seats representing the Japantown Fillmore area. Richard Hashimoto's term is expiring and he's seeking reappointment and uh, Austin Spires resigned leaving a second vacancy. There are three total eligible candidates who have applied and information about them is summarized in attachment two and their full applications can be found in attachment three. Um, candidates are not required to appear before this committee, but we've encouraged all the applicants to appear today to say a few words about their interest and qualifications. And as a reminder, uh, staff does not recommend candidates. With that, I can take any questions, and I believe there's at least uh, one person here to speak. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Um, so with that, then let's proceed, and uh, any applicants who are here may come up and speak uh, for uh, two to three minutes. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is William Newsom. Uh, I've applied for the advisory committee. I'll be very brief. Um, I've lived on the Geary Corridor for 10 years, probably ridden the 38, 
I don't know, 10 to 15 times a week for the last 10 years. Um, so I've seen all the best of it and all the worst of it. Um, so I have a vested interest in trying to improve it. Um, and I love the neighborhood uh, that I come from. So uh, I'm also an attorney. I have some experience with uh, EIRs and EISs, so I'll at least uh, not be uh, lost when, when going through that stuff. Um, so I'm happy to take any questions, but otherwise I'll just uh, submit my application. Thank you very much. Thank Does you. any uh, committee members have any questions or comments? No? Okay, thank you for your presentation. Thanks. All right, so last call. Any other applicants who are here today? And just to clarify, um, this particular item does not require that the, um, the actual applicants show up today at the hearing. So uh, from my understanding, um, because these are the Japantown Fillmore appointments, uh, we do understand that Commissioner Breed uh, would like to recommend the reappointment of Richard Hashimoto, who is currently serving on the committee. Uh, we do not have a recommendation as to uh, the second position. And so given that she's not here, I think um, if it's okay with our committee members, I would like to postpone that decision until she's either made the decision uh, or can show up at a meeting to, to discuss. Does that sound good? Okay. All right, then. So with that, then maybe perhaps we can uh, go to public comment first. Any members of the public who'd like to speak on item four? Okay, seeing none, public comments closed. And uh, commissioners, if we can get a motion then uh, to that effect. Moved. All right, so moved by Commissioner Yi, seconded by Commissioner Peskin. And uh, with that, again, we are going to be appointing Richard Hashimoto as a reappointment <coughs> and continuing the other uh, Japantown Fulmore seat till next time, uh, until a further date. All right, item five, please. Item five, recommend allocation of 170,000 in Prop K funds to the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency for bicycle safety education and outreach with conditions subject to the attached fiscal year cash flow distribution schedules. This is an action item. Thank you. We have Chad Rathman here, senior transportation planner, and I know that we also have uh, John Knox White from MTA as well. Well, good morning, Chair Tang and committee members. Chad Rathman with the Transportation Authority. We have just one request for allocations today, and that is um, $170,000 from the SFMTA for Prop K funds for the support, um, supporting the development and implementation of a 20-month um, bike safety education and outreach program. The Prop K expenditure plan includes eligibility specifically for bike safety and outreach programs in the bike category. And this $170,000 um, that's being requested is just a portion of the overall $2.3 million available um, in the bike category this fiscal year. In the past, the Transportation Authority has allocated funds to the SFMTA for individual projects and contracts for classes, bike-to-work day events, and other uh, safety outreach and promotional activities and efforts. Um, with this round, the SFMTA is going forward with a new approach and will issue a request for proposals with respondents identifying um, activities, classes, and, e and events that would meet specific particip participation, communication, and educational goals put forth by the SFMTA. The program would have three tiers. <clears throat> the largest would be like an annual citywide event, maybe something similar to what we've funded in the past and had in San Francisco as our, and known as our Bike to Work Day. There'd be a middle tier that would be less frequent, maybe quarterly or monthly events that would look at specific um, issues around biking, maybe looking specifically at uh, commuting to work, secure bike parking. And then finally, the third tier would be bicycle education, so something similar to the classes that the SFMTA has been delivering in the city for in the past years. Um, so the program overall would deliver these, um, these three tiers over 20 months. It would start in March 2016 and be completed by November 2017, with the SFMTA doing um, an interim evaluation of how their programs are going, and that would be to inform subsequent outreach programs that the MTA would put out there. 
Um, the request includes funding for um, the contractor and then some, also some funding for the SFMTA. And that, at the MTA, that would be used for the procurement process, overall project management, and then also evaluation. And in the evaluation, um, we know they want to look specifically at the demographic information of people who are being outreached to, um, increases in actual biking, so what's the mode share um, change as a result of these programs, and then also increases in um, safety knowledge by people who've attended um, efforts and events that are focused more on increasing safety for people biking in San Francisco. With that, I'm happy to take questions, and we also do have um, a staff member here on hand from the SFMTA to address questions. Uh, thank you. I know Commissioner, you has a question, but um, first I would just like to ask, I mean, you did uh, explain that we're doing this a little bit differently this time. We're doing um, kind of a one-time contract ahead of time versus individual separate contracts. Can you just talk a little bit about how that might change things, um, potentially improve um, the way that things have been done in the past? through the, the difference in allocations. So I'm going to have Craig Raphael from the SFMTA come up and speak to some of those uh, issues. Good morning, Craig Raphael from the SFMTA. Uh, yes, by adopting a more comprehensive approach, we hope to be able to look at these programs more holistically uh, so that we can uh, evaluate them on an ongoing basis through through one contractor rather than having to manage these efforts piecemeal. Um, we can look at uh, doing the um, the outreach, uh, sorry. Um, yes, it's, it's, our, it's our goal to be able to have a more comprehensive approach. Okay. Um, I know that you also, or Chad mentioned um, the piece about evaluations. I know that from previous plans and programs meetings, that's something that several of the commissioners highlighted is really important to do. So I'm glad to see that that's part of it because we certainly want to know whether um, these efforts, um, you know, how effective they are, whether they need some fine tuning. So, um, you know, I look forward to in the future, um, hopefully we can receive some presentations on how effective uh, these programs are. And uh, Commissioner Peskin has a question. Um, through the chair, have you selected the, has the RFP gone out? Has there been a selection? Uh, we have not yet. So I guess maybe this is a question to my colleagues on the panel, and sorry, it's been a few years since I've been here, but why would we disperse the funds before they've done the RFP process and we know who's been selected? I mean, I would like to throw that question back to the TA and explain. I mean, again, this is, a, I think, a different process than what we've done before, but if you can discuss why. I mean, in, uh, if they're going to start in March, which is 60 days from now, and they haven't even put the RFP out yet. Right. Looks like we have Anna Lafort here. Um, it is TA policy, um, Supervisor Peskin through the chair, it is TA policy to have funds allocated before a contract is um, advertised or awarded, and also the agencies need funds in place in order to procure contracts. So it has been how we have um, advanced contracts. There's certainly opportunities for reporting back from the agencies once a contract has been awarded on the scope of work as awarded, if you wish. Well, I guess I'm fundamentally questioning that policy. I mean, I, I certainly think that we should say, yes, go out and advertise it, but I mean, is there a way for us to reserve the funds so we know that a qualified outfit has been selected? 
I mean, don't we want that level of oversight? I mean, I, that's not a question to you. I, that's a question to my colleagues. Uh, I guess uh, through, you know, uh, through Anna LaFort, I would just ask, um, I, I understand that this is how the TA has been doing things, but is there also potentially a way to um, allocate the sufficient funds to the department to actually do the RFP and then save the other remaining portion for the actual contract for later approval? Could we divide it that way? Um, we certainly could. It would bring the agencies back to the board with an awarded scope as opposed, well, in addition to the opportunity to weigh in on the scope before it's advertised, which this opportunity provides. Um, so if there are particular aspects of policy or direction that you would like to give to the, um, to the agencies before they go out with an RFP on the street, this is the opportunity. We can certainly do a commitment to allocate for the portion of funds that are anticipated to be used on the contract, which would allow for the agencies to to advertise, I, I don't know if it would allow them to award a contract. I don't think so until you guys, until the board acts to allocate. I, I would just um, want to put out there that um, it, it may slightly impact schedule, whether that has a huge impact on the progression of the bike program, I can't speak to, but it may impact the schedule by a few weeks. Okay. I think that, I mean, Judging from the tone here, I think that's probably what we would feel comfortable with. So I don't know if you can tell us now what that breakdown of the funding would be because... I, I believe mm -hmm. it's in the budget that it, it allows for the portion that is for um, agency staff versus the contract that about 150000 of the allocation is anticipated for, age, for, the, for the contract. Okay. And one other thing... Um, this is maybe a minor detail in this discussion, but on page 31 of the packet, um, my, my staff, actually, Wilson, did catch this. Um, we just want to clarify whether the Transit Planner 3 for the 5290 classification, actually, if you punch that in, it brings up a planner, Transit Planner 4. So just wanted to make sure that was accurate. Yes, thank you for catching that. Uh, you are correct. It should be a Transit Planner 4. So we, we can update that. Okay. So um, why don't we go to a question from Commissioner Yi first then. Yeah, just a quick question. Um, when you talked about the um, allocation for staff time and then you mentioned evaluation, um, where is the cost to uh, indicate it for the evaluation? Is it through the 20000 or the 149000 yeah, I believe it's through the, the 20000 that's set aside for MTA staff labor. So the staff's doing the evaluation? Uh, working with the, with the consultant, correct. And is the consultant getting any funds for this? For the evaluation specifically? Yes. Um, I believe it will be developed in coordination with them. So, so we would be, the staff would, would do the evaluation, yes, but, but we would be working with the, with the consultant on it as well. Is there any cost to the, uh, from the consultant? Um, just, that, I'm just curious because it's not broken down. We're uh, showing if we're paying a consultant or not. And uh, it seems like it's, it's depending on the cost of the consultant, it's, it should be a line item. Yeah, that, I, that I'm not sure, but, I, but I'd be happy to get back to you on that. Okay, so perhaps then um, the next time, you know, the, the subsequent item is before us then, just to be able to see a better breakdown, because I know that 
it's kind of broken down into you know the three tiers and types of events you want to accomplish um, through the contract. Um, talks about the the types of people, number of uh, kind of attendance that you want to reach, but. Um, as uh, Commissioner Yi mentioned, we would like to see more of a breakdown in terms of, you know, who's going to be f doing or funding the, the evaluations and so forth. That would be great. Sure, yeah, and part of that will, will ultimately depend on the response to the RFP. Okay. Okay, any other questions, Commissioner Yi? <coughs> no. Okay. So then at this time, um, I think per our earlier discussion, then I think we would probably all feel comfortable, uh, again, breaking down the contract and to issue whatever funds is needed to just get the RFP out, and then we'll save the approvals for the actual um, contract awarding at a different time. Okay. Um, just to clarify, um, one option is to allocate all of the funds at this time and to put um, 160,000 or, you know, everything except what's required to advertise the contract, put that on reserve pending the release of funds by the Plans and Programs <coughs> Committee. Um, that's one option. Or we can put the funds in a commit to allocate um, box, if you will, that would require um, authority board action to allocate. Uh, I guess Commissioner Breton. Um, just a point of clarification. Um, is it possible just to allocate the funds and return to the Plans and Program Committee for the approval uh, after the selection process is completed? Can we add that in the language of the resolution? Def yes, we certainly can. Okay. Well, I'm open to either option, so I'll um, leave it up to my colleagues to decide, but I think that would give us um, the authority to um, address what the concerns are. We want to make sure, of course, that there's a fair process. We want to make sure we have input into that process and understand exactly who the funds are being allocated to. So I think either way would work to either include in the resolution a hold on a specific amount of funds or to include in the resolution final uh, pending final approval of the Transportation Authority. So um, either one would work for me. Okay. Well, would you like to make a motion to that effect then? Yeah, I, okay. it depends on, okay. Yeah, so, okay. And uh, seconded by Commissioner Peskin? Okay. Right. So we'll amend the resolution at that. Um, and any other questions or comments from committee members? Okay. I think that uh, my other question, I mean, kind of touching upon this, this contract issue, was I had asked uh, MTA if they could also provide a bit of an update to, um, you know, the capital um, side of things, uh, because as we all know, the Prop K funds can also go towards capital improvements, and I wanted to better understand where we are on that. Um, I think that outreach education is very important, but as we all know, uh, infrastructure changes uh, can also help significantly. So if anyone has an update. Sure, I'd be happy to provide that. So we are currently using a Prop K grant for planning of our bicycle strategy, and we're in the process through the two-year budget process. We are updating our capital improvement program, and through that we will be looking at which corridors we will be moving forward through design and implementation. So uh, it's very exciting. We're looking forward to working that out through the budget process. Uh, we're definitely informed by uh, documents like the Sunset Blueprint, where we're looking at corridors where there's where there's interest in, in putting facilities. Uh, so that is something that will be played out through our budget process, and that there will be opportunity for community input, for for board input as that as well. So we do look forward to working with your offices on as we move forward through our through our budget process to finalize which corridors will be moving through the process for implementation. Okay. 
All right. Thank you very much. Um, so, again, uh, any other questions or comments then on this item? No? Okay, then. So, for item four, then, I will at this, at this time open it up for public comment then. Or, I'm sorry, item five. Wait, item oh. five. <laughs> okay. All right. Seeing no public comment for item five, then public comment is closed. And now, uh, so there was, uh, we had amended the resolution, again, to um, separate or parse out um, the funding so that there is uh, further approval needed at the Plans and Programs Committee. Then can I have a motion on the entire item itself? All right. Uh, Commissioner Reed moved to uh, approve the item, seconded by Commissioner Peskin. Thank you very much. And the House has changed. We'll take the House has changed. Call. We will do roll call. On, uh, on the amended item five, Commissioner Breed. Aye. Breed, aye. Commissioner Farrell. Farrell absent. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Tang? Aye. Tang, aye. Commissioner Yi? Aye. Yi, aye. The amended item passes. All right. Thank you. And now if we can move on to item six, please. And for item six, we also have Anna Laforte. Item six, Neighborhood Transportation Improvement Program Update. This is an information item. Good morning, supervisors. Um, I am pleased to be presenting an update on the Neighborhood Transportation Improvement Program just over one year since its creation. Um, if you will allow me just a few moments to say a few thank yous, um, I'd like to thank uh, you and your aides for working so closely with um, SFCTA and SFMTA staff on developing the scopes and the projects. It's been um, immensely helpful to get feedback um, early as the projects are being um, developed. I'd also like to thank Craig Raphael, who is here today, and he's the um, SFMTA NTIP coordinator, who's been a great um, co co-partner in this and um, the project managers at both the TA and SFMTA, as well as at the planning department, which has received funds for implementing two of the NTIP projects. And lastly, I'd like to thank Chad Rathman, who will be leaving the Transportation Authority to join SFMTA staff in a few weeks. And so we wish him well at the agency and know that we will continue working with him. Um, the ENTIP program, as I will refer to it, so um, going forward. In 2014, the Transportation Authority Board adopted San Francisco's Long Range Transportation Plan, or the San Francisco Transportation Plan, SFTP, and advanced the investments for the SFTP um, and its implementation in the first five years with adoption of funding priorities for Prop K, and with that, created the ENTIP program. So what is NTIP and what, why did we develop it? So NTIP is really a response to technical analysis that was done as part of the SFTP. And giving, we found that giving consideration to how we develop projects and where we build projects, bike and ped projects in particular, and where we improve transit reliability are important ways to address socioeconomic and geographic disparities that exist in San Francisco. We heard from the board and from the public that one way to get at this issue is by focusing on neighborhoods and focusing on communities of concern and other underserved areas that don't have a, an established pipeline of projects, if you will, so that they are able to be implemented when grants become available um, and agencies are prioritizing their, their capital plans. 
Um, we also heard that we need to um, strengthen the project delivery pipeline so that um, we can get these projects in the ground. So um, just to recap, it's to build community awareness and ability and capacity to provide input into the planning process, um, get establishing a steady pipeline of projects in areas that are typically or have historically been underserved um, and in communities of concern. As an overview, the NTIP has two arms. There is $100,000 per district um, for planning funds, and there is $600,000 in Prop K funds per district for capital projects. And this is over a five-year period um, that it, it started in fiscal year 14-15, so we're in year two of this five-year period. Um, Prop K should leverage other funds, ideally to deliver two um, neighborhood-scale projects, small to mid-sized projects, and leveraging is core to the Prop K program, and it continues to be core to the NTIP program, particularly on the capital side. And um, there is also funding for program development for SFMTA and SFCTA staff to work together and to work with your offices to help develop the projects. This slide um, outlines the amount of funds that are available per district, um, the amount of funds that have been allocated to date, and the funds that are remaining. We've allocated six NTIP planning projects and three NTIP capital projects. Um, and in the um, subsequent slides, I'll review what, those, what the status of those projects is. This is a map of the projects that we've funded, the three capital projects. Um, and it's a little blurry on the screen, but it shows the, um, the spread of the projects throughout the city. We've already seen a number of positive results from the NTIP program, um, from the projects that are up and running. This slide highlights a few of those positive outcomes. Um, on the planning side, um, we've been working to advance projects possibly sooner um, than they otherwise would have advanced, and um, including a wide range of community involvement that's been tailored for the project, and you'll see that demonstrated uh, throughout the presentation. And the planning project recommendations ultimately we envision would become capital projects and establishing the pipeline of projects, so both, both sides of that capital program. On the capital side, again, advancing projects quicker than they otherwise would have occurred, such as um, the Cesar Chavez area or the Petrero area projects that you'll see further in the presentation, and improving competitiveness for other funds when funds were put on the design phase of the Lombard project and then it successfully obtained funds from the active transportation program um, for uh, construction. So advancing projects to show a demonstration of local support. For the District 1 projects, uh, for the District 1 project, rather, for, um, this is an allocation for planning funds for S to SFMTA. And as you heard Craig Raphael just describe the work that the MTA is doing to prioritize capital projects stemming from the bicycle strategy, this is picking a few of the corridors in District 1 and advancing those as a standalone planning effort. Um, and this is for safe walking and biking along 8th and 23rd Avenues as well as along our, our Guello. 
um, recommending improvements for further study, looking at the improvements on a corridor basis, coming up with conceptual designs for our Guello. MTA has completed that work um, and also has multiple rounds of outreach that are that has been conducted and the uh, next round of public participation on Arguello is scheduled for January 28th from 4 to 5.30 p.m. And for folks watching at home, you can meet at the northeast corner of Arguello and Fulton for the walkthrough that will be conducted at that time. MTA is also developing conceptual designs for 8th and 23rd avenues. And um, additional outreach is planned. Um, the final report will come to the Transportation Authority Board, or I'm um, sorry, for the Plans and Programs Committee for adoption in June of 2016, as is the case for all of the planning projects. They will come back to the board for, for adoption. District 2, um, the planning project funds have been allocated to SFCTA uh, for managing access to the, the Lombard Crooked Street portion, which has been termed the crookedest street in the world. Um, this is really to evaluate and identify options to manage circulation. We want to keep the street's character. We want to manage, access, manage congestion and avoid spillover onto adjacent streets, but recognizing that there, um, that there, is, um, there is an issue to be at least explored for how to manage this street's access. We've completed existing conditions analysis. Um, we have done a first round of outreach regarding existing conditions and potential solutions, working closely with Supervisor Farrell's office. We will be working to develop draft recommendations over the coming months and bring a final report in May of 2016. So as you'll see, a lot of these reports will be coming due um, May, June, July, that you'll be seeing several presentations on these actual planning studies. The first of the capital projects in the presentation is for Lombard Street. This is a $400,000 allocation for the design phase of the larger uh, corridor project for pedestrian and transit improvements, and this is to be done ahead of the Caltrans paving project, which is currently scheduled for 2018. Scope of work includes 19 bus and pedestrian bulbs. MTA has been um, working on this over the last several months um, to and is working to complete conceptual engineering, working very closely with the supervisor's office, with the public, and also with Caltrans to um, come up with design recommendations and to integrate community feedback into the designs. It's a complicated project as far as the number of agencies that are involved. There's been a very high level of interagency coordination on design, environmental, cost estimates, and construction. Um, so that's something that has been um, been able to be advanced with the NTIP funds. Prop K funds are leveraging, as I mentioned, the Regional Active Transportation Grant from MTC, general funds and general obligation bonds for the construction phase. And design is anticipated to be done this summer. The next project is the Kearney Street Multimodal Implementation Plan. This is the District 3 planning project. Um, $100,000 has been allocated to SFMTA to um, develop conceptual designs for ped safety, transit, performance, enhancement, and bike facilities. And the, this, the um, project limits are on Kearney and Montgomery from Market to Broadway, and Washington and Clay from Stockton to Montgomery Street. SFMTA has reviewed existing conditions 
plans and has um, been putting together work for outreach and plans to do the final report approximately one year out from, from today. So Commissioner, when, uh, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Peskin has a question. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, so obviously I'm new to this panel. Um, I've done a little bit of outreach to community groups in the area that um, I think have actually worked with the TA in the past. And it sounds to me like some of this has already been pretty extensively studied. Um, I would love the opportunity to meet um, with you, Tilly, and uh, with your staff, and maybe we can put a little pause on this until we do that. Certainly. Certainly. All right. Thank you. Okay. And I believe the project manager is here as well, so he's hearing it firsthand, and we'll work together on that with your office. Um, okay. Okay. For the District 5 planning into planning project, the Western Addition Community-Based Transportation Plan, um, this has been a, a project that is focused on pedestrian safety and security throughout the project area. And I have a map on the subsequent page, but it's Divisadero, Goff, Geary, and Fulton are the general areas for outlining the, um, the project area. $100,000 has been allocated, um, and these funds are leveraging a community-based planning grant from MTC, so we're seeing the leveraging on the planning side in addition to on the capital side. Um, MTA is partnering with Mo Magic on community outreach and has conducted several um, community outreach events to define the project's goals and priorities and also has completed an existing conditions analysis. The MTA is nearing the second round of outreach, completing that work, and will integrate all of the feedback from the outreach that's been done into a final report, which is expected in March of 2017. The District 7 NTIP planning project, the funds have been allocated $100,000 to the planning department, and this is for the Balboa Area Transportation Demand Management Study, and this is really to minimize the impacts, the transportation impacts of potential future development at the Balboa Reservoir, current and future activity at City College, Ocean Campus, and adjacent activities in the Ingleside, Westwood Park, and Sunnyside neighborhoods. And TDM essentially refers to a set of strategies um, that are aimed at reducing the demand for roadway travel and particularly for single occupant vehicles. And so one of the deliverables of the study is to come up with an inventory of possible measures, which may include transit passes or parking pricing or parking permit areas, et cetera. Um, the planning department has initiated work, is working very closely with the Balboa Reservoir Citizens Advisory Committee and Supervisor Yee's office as well. Excuse me. Um, the next project is the District 9 planning project. This is a, a $100,000 planning phase allocation to SFCTA for the Alamany Interchange Improvement Study. Um, and this is where the 101 and 280 in Alamany and Bayshore and San Bruno and other streets all intersect. And so the new connections that are being examined may include a north-south bicycle and pedestrian path connecting San Bruno to the Alamany Farmer's Market and new bike lanes along Alamany between Putnam and Bayshore. Um, the, team, the SFCTA has convened the project team. We're doing the existing conditions analysis, and um, we expect a final report to be issued in October 2016. And the project team involves SFMTA as well as Caltrans. 
And just to make a plug, if you are interested in getting involved, www.sfcta.org slash with the low on the left, high on the right, Alamany. Next project is the District 10 Capital Project for Cesar Chavez Bayshore and Petrero intersections, otherwise fondly termed as the hairball area. Um, this is to advance a design of wider multi-use or separated bike and ped paths to make accessibility upgrades, lighting plans for the interchange area. So Public Works has already surveyed the key areas and is coming up with the initial conceptual lighting plan. MTA has held a walking audit of the area, has been working very closely with the Bicycle Coalition, Supervisor Cohen's office, um, and other stakeholders. Um, and has actually performed a walkthrough of the project area recently. The anticipated final report is in June of 2016. And the other project that's been allocated to date in District 10 <clears throat> is the um, capital project for the Petro Hill Pedestrian Safety and Transit Access Project. This project stems from the Transportation Authority's 2015 Petro Hill Neighborhood Transportation Plan um, for really neat design for constructing bulb outs with high impact plantings at five intersections and um, in the Petrero Terrace and Annex public housing sites. And we're expecting, at least initially at project conception, that the project would be completed in 2016, but we are working um, with the planning de department to get a revised project schedule. This is part of the Pavement to Parks program, um, which has been busy implementing a whole host of projects in 2015. Commissioner Breed? Just a quick question. Who would be responsible for maintenance? Um, that is a good question, and unless somebody behind me knows the answer, I'll get back to you. It would either okay. be, in, I, 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 I don't want to say the wrong agency, so let me okay. get back to you. Because I, um, I'm concerned always when we make improvements and we beautify neighborhoods and no one takes responsibility. This happened to us on the Visadero Corridor with the trees and with some of the improvements made, and I just want to make sure that... Um, there's some working relationship with the community. There are programs within um, the Petrail Hill neighborhood house and others that could probably be used as a vehicle to work with the folks who live there in order to actively have them involved in some way. But I just want to make sure that when the improvements are done, um, they're maintained and they're supported by the community in some way. Thank you. All right. Thank you for your question. Okay. And um, the final slide. The final slide is for the current and future scoping efforts. So the NTIP planning funds have yet to be allocated for districts 4, 6, 8, 10, and 11. So we've allocated in six. These are five of the, pro of the um, districts that remain uh, to have funds allocated for projects. The NTIP capital funds are available for every district. Two of the districts to highlight where there is active project development are District 6 um, for the Pedestrian Safety and Soma Youth and Family Zone. This is for an NTIP planning project that the board will likely see in March. Um, and also for the Golden Gate Buffered Bicycle Lane, which you will likely see next month in February, as well as mid-block crossings at Bessie Carmichael. Um, and that would be a capital project. Actually, the last two would be capital projects. 
And in District 11, for the San Jose-Geneva intersection improvements, that would be for planning projects and working very closely with the Balboa Station area, CAC, MTA, BART, TA, whole host of agencies on coming up with um, the, the best um, project scope to advance and working closely with Supervisor Avalos, as well as for the Excelsior traffic calming potential um, traffic calming uh, at three to five locations in, in the area. Um, and we also look forward to working <laughs> with um, Chair Committee Chair Tang, um, as well as others to advance projects in, in the other districts as well. And so if you have any questions, there are several project managers here to answer questions that you might have. All right. Thank you very much for your presentation. Uh, any other questions or comments from committee members? Okay. Uh, I just say that I do appreciate the NTIP um, program since you put it in place, and we do look forward to uh, continuing uh, working with you on this. Uh, so at this time, then, I'd like to see if there's any members of the public who'd like to speak on item six then. Okay. Seeing none, then item six, public comment is closed. And uh, if we can get a motion on item six, please. It's information oh, item. Oh, I'm sorry. It's an information item. And um, since uh, we have Commissioner Breed here, I apologize. I'd like us to go back then to item four on the Gary uh, BRT CAC. Um, I apologize to keep the applicants waiting. Um, but uh, Commissioner Breed, if we can, again, if we can go back to item four. Thank you. Um, and thank you, um, Commissioner Tang, I just want to uh, express my appreciation to the members here for appointing Richard Hashimoto. Um, and I know that we have another seat that we want to fill today. And uh, uh, Rich Hashimoto has been ex very involved in all things related to Japantown and the Gary uh, Boulevard corridor in that particular area. He's been um, instrumental in helping us. Um, move things forward and make the appropriate changes, and he's been a great representative for the community. So I'm glad that he will be continuing his service. And with that, I know that there are two applicants, um, and um, at this time, I guess, if they can come forward to um, express their interest, starting with uh, Fong um, is the last name. Is that person here? Uh, Commissioner Breed, uh, earlier we just had uh, one other applicant who is here today, William Newsom, and okay. he gave his presentation. But if you'd like to call him up again, that's, that's okay. fine. Okay. Well, if he could come up. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioners. Sorry I missed it, but I did take a look at both your application and the other application. I was really impressed. And I, maybe if you can just give me a quick overview of your desire to serve and what you want to do on... Um, the committee, that'd be great. Of course. Um, I've lived in your district, uh, right by Divisadero and O'Farrell, for about 10 years. Uh, I've ridden the 38 uh, basically the entire time I've been there. Um, so I'd love to do anything I can to help improve it. I'm an attorney, so I have some experience with uh, EIRs and EISs. So um, I have some understanding of, of what's going on there. Um, and I have a vested interest in doing anything I can to improve it and to improve the neighborhoods around it. And did you look at the meeting schedule, um, the number of meetings, how often they meet, the time that is involved in um, investing in those meetings as well? Uh, I did, and uh, it doesn't seem unreasonable at all. Okay. Attendance is really important to me, um, so I just want to make sure that you're prepared to commit the time in order to um, represent um, represent our community on this on this committee. And so... Um, thank you for your interest in serving, and I am happy to support uh, moving your name forward. 
Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So uh, it sounds like why don't we go and resume the vote then for item four, if you have a motion for that. Okay. So right. moved. Moved by Commissioner Breed, seconded by Commissioner Yee. All right. So we've resented the vote on item four. And now, uh, Commissioner Breed, you want to make the motions? Okay. So I'd like to um, make a motion to um, reappoint. Um, is this the... Did, are we rescinding the vote for Rich Hashimoto, right? We're just going to rescind the vote for the whole entire item. Okay, great. So I'd like to make a motion to move um, to reappoint Richard Hashimoto and to also appoint uh, William Newsom. All right. Is there a second to that? Seconded by Commissioner Yee. Thank you very much. And why don't we do, uh, I guess we could take this without objection then. Or actually, you know what, let's do roll call in case because it, Commissioner Breed was not here earlier. Okay. Oh, uh, and we'll take a public comment on. Okay. Uh, any members of the public who wish to speak on item four? Don't fall. Not four. Not four. All right. Thank you. Any other members of the public? Okay. Seeing none, item four, public comment is closed. And now let's do a roll call vote. Okay. On the uh, motion to reappoint Richard Hashimoto and to appoint William Newsom, uh, Commissioner Breed? Aye. Breed, aye. Commissioner Farrell? Farrell, absent. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Tang? Aye. Tang, aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Yee, aye. The item passes. Thank you, and congratulations uh, to our appointments. All right, uh, now let's move on to item seven, please. Item seven, introduction of new items. This is this an information item? All right, uh, seeing no introduction, new items, nope. Okay, public comment on item seven. Good morning, commissioners. I will present a short essay on achieving of great Commonwealth society in good sight. The unity of intellectual contents, self-nature, and human soul as intellectually awakened one with origin of wisdom that one creates rational awakening and from such understanding of the way, one leads on to awakening of others to a new of other people. Holy studies should be agreeable with passion and principle this way, while self-nature and living destiny recover to origin of mighty nature, one's intellectual self and soul nature rest upon stream of source of origin. One's mighty nature of personal coloration leads on step by self-direction on course. Internally, in maintenance with the means and taking on pathway externally while a piece of harmony, one works on empowering check and balance with time, place, man, and affairs of controlling and well-adjustment, naturally having bright intelligence, being level ease with the means of outrageous harmony for the usages and action pathway without alienated Buyers. All right. Thank one you makes very success much. of one's personal relationship. One makes removal all later in life things of obstacles. One's practical way of working arts allow one's true heart having true games or fruitful results. In developing one's humanity onto benevolence of love, mercy, grievance, and one establishes virtue of parental love, brotherhood, loyalty, trust, good manners, meanings of good values, harmony, integrity. Thank you. Okay. Um, any other members of the public on item seven? Seeing none. Okay. Pu uh, public comments closed on item seven. And that was an information item and item eight. Item eight, public comment. All right. Any members for item eight? Okay. Seeing none, public comments closed. And uh, that leads to our adjournment. Item nine, adjournment. Thank you. Our meeting is adjourned.